Welcome to Smize Queens, the number one America's Next Top Model recap podcast. I'm Drew Haskins. I'm Nick Fastanic. And I'm Allie. Hey, hey Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our little humble studio. We are back after a fairly long hiatus, but we promise we'll be giving you guys some more regular episodes coming up this summer. Great. It's great to be here. I feel... Um... Very welcome, even though I don't know much about America's Next Top Model. Well, let's delve into that. So yeah, (laughs) like once again, we do have a guest that is a little bit more limited in their experience. But yeah, want to talk a little bit about I would love to. Yes. So for me, America's Next Top Model is like um, a lot of people refer to like the prices right as this show, like when you're homesick from school. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it was always America's Next Top Model because they would show like an entire cycle or like two entire cycles it, over the course of a day on MTV or whatever channel it was on. I think it would show I, it on MTV, but I it always was... watched on Oxygen is where they marathoned yeah. it for me. Yeah, and some one channel where like they don't have any content for like daytime programming, so I would lay in bed and just watch like two cycles in a row. But I never like watched them in real time. I would only ever watch them when they were like marathons as like an original binger, like before binge watching existed. Right. Um, because it's really the only show where they would do that where they would like show an entire season in a row I yeah feel like no other maybe project runway they kind of did that with they, too later on but like um as far as reruns go i feel like they rarely ever show an entire show like back to back to back to back to back so frequently the see the show that i always associate with those like sick day like not full seasons but basically like either a half season or like they do weird like theme days where it was svu Oh on, yeah, like, yeah, US yeah. Air TNT or whatever it was on, like they would just truly do like a full day of programming. And I remember in middle school, like summer days or sick days, like yeah. I would just plant on the couch with like dipping chips into like Caesar dressing and just <laughs> like watch a lot of SVU. And that's basically what I'm doing right now. But um yeah. That's I do that a lot. Um, I have now that I'm an adult, I have YouTube TV, and for whatever reason, YouTube TV has like used its algorithm to only show me Law and Order SVU. Like it, like some I don't know if I like took a survey when I first got it and said that the only show I watch is Law and Order SVU. But like every time I turn it on, it's like, would you like to watch Law and Order SVU? And I'm like, I mean, I guess. So then I watch it, and then it's like this self perpetuating cycle where it's the only thing that is ever on my TV. So. Because you're never going to run out of episodes. That... No. I, I mean, they have almost as many seasons of SVU as they do of Top Model. And each season is like 24 episodes. Yeah. That's, I mean, they're, I think they're at episode like 600 or something like that. What's her name? Marishka, whatever, uh, is like raking it in at this raking point, Raking sure. it in. Like, I am absolutely obsessed with her as like a longtime SVU fan. Like, she's great. Like, um... Chris, I mean, this is not the SVU cast. <laughs> like, I love, like, yeah, her, like, Chris Maloney. Um, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. I knew it was something yeah, very see. weird. That does yeah. not sound like a real name, Mariska Hargitay. No, it's, like, super Hungarian. Um, I feel like it's very fitting that I came onto an America's Next Top Model podcast and turned it into an SVU podcast. <laughs> 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 I've, like, infected you guys. That's what happens. That's what happened with John, anyhow, when he turned it into a Frasier podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, from true. Episode that's, two. True. Um, that's true. So, 
you you have another plug though. Because, I do. So this so this isn't um your first podcast experience. No, it no. is not. I I have my own podcast with my friend Chloe Williams, and we run a podcast called Dump Him, um, which is a podcast about breakups. So first we discuss a famous celebrity breakup, and then we either interview a friend or read an email or a letter from a friend about their breakup and discuss. Um, so right now we're really looking for guests for our podcast. So if you feel comfortable talking about a breakup on the podcast, um, I think we have a Gmail that's like dumphim at gmail.com, but I probably should have looked that up that before so getting metal. on here. That is so metal. <laughs> but I yeah. really wish we had you on for, um, the breakup that yeah. ensues later this season. That would be so, um, apropos, but, um... Yeah, so if you have a very compelling breakup or a boring breakup or a funny breakup or a sad breakup, I want to hear about it. So, mm-hmm. oh, what a cathartic experience! <laughs> and in a very crass segue, I would also like to point out that um, we at, here at Smice Queens now also have an email account. So if you have any like tea you'd like to spill, any uh, fun anecdotes want to just send us a meme a picture email us at smizequeens at gmail.com and we will do our best to respond to you or if you want something that we can talk about on air like just send it in we actually had our very first um kind of submission to us it was uh, a fan of the show days after listening to one of the episodes saw janice dickinson out in the wild at a supermarket and followed her around to see what she was cooking up um, so we, we heard back, it was a head of lettuce, some pasta, some dish soap and, um, ketchup. ketchup. So the recipe will be up on the blog <laughs> at smicecomedians.com. <laughs> oh dear God, that would be horrible. Oh boy. Well, maybe this is a good segue to start talking about the episodes themselves. Um, cause Janice is really on one again this week i mean like really like for the, all four seasons she's on the show she makes the most of her screen time yeah. <laughs> i'm sure but so this is not a season that you had seen Allie. no i don't think i saw this early on because i was really taken aback by how old it looked yeah. not only first noticing the aspect ratio being like the old style like um it was before tvs were digital um aspect ratio which i think switched over in like 2004 or 2006 maybe when they got to be the aspect ratio that we have currently um which is pretty jarring to see and then also um how like thin everyone's eyebrows were i was not ready for that it's like pencil thin eyebrows um so it was very foreign to me i i think the earliest season i've seen is probably five or seven um so yeah, yeah everything looking like it's filmed through like an elevator security camera. Yeah. yeah, so out of focus, and it looked like it was edited with like Windows Movie Maker, oh, especially yeah. the, the intro. intro. Like the moving squares is like one of the um, like preset things you can do, like on Windows Movie Maker for like a bar mitzvah video. You know what I mean? Where you like, <laughs> it's like set to like celebration, and like <laughs> there's like family photos like sliding across the screen <laughs> in the square. It's like they use the same template for the intro. We actually had a friend go to a bar mitzvah that was Cycle 6 themed. <laughs> so it included, we'll have to have her on at some point, Soraya. 
it was they had the cycle six cast come out and then um miss j teach them how to walk I, I cannot wait to were hear about there? this no 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 this was this was when this we were is, all 13 this is oh hearsay legally hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god nick i feel like if you had a bar mitzvah that would be your theme that's what it but would it'd be been, cycle seven because sure. that's your favorite cycle right um that's hearsay <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> I'm going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> cease and desist. Cycle seven, cycles. I, see, I'm really partial to like, when I kind of jumped in the mix, that's the most nostalgic watches to me. So that's like cycle 10 through 13, which align with that, like my favorite um, of the theme songs, which you I wanna think be on top. you want to be on top. Yeah, like, that's the intro is really too. well done and nothing like this <laughs> in the like, you shut up era <laughs> of this production company. Um, so <laughs> let's dive in. Yeah, let's let's dive in. So right away we're treated to lupus. I don't know how to like jump. There's no like easy way to get into there's, this. We're treated to it. There's no treatment. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I mean, there's a, there's a. Selena I, got her friend's kidney. Yeah. Right? Can you get a Francia Raisa. Shout out to Francia. That's a good um, friend. That honestly. is a good friend. I don't think I would give my kidney to anyone. You gotta, I mean, like, I'm sorry, but. I feel like I definitely would give a kidney, but I feel like my organs are so incompatible. <laughs> like, with I each other like or with other people? With anyone. <laughs> like, with each other. Like, my organs are, like, constantly fighting with each other. <laughs> but, like, I really don't know if, um. Like, I feel like I just have, like, a, everyone else is, like, an A positive or, like, an O. I'm, like, a Z. Like, I play <laughs> Z blood. And, like, I don't know, like, who, like, who that's for. Anyway, that's probably not true medically. So, like, my, my lawyers are probably going to, like, You're going to get a cease and desist from your own blood type. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but my, my body sends me cease and desist <laughs> daily. It's quiet. Um... No, yeah, so Mercedes is having a rough time at this point in the competition. Like, I know for filming cycles on this type of reality show, usually an episode takes two or three days to film. So by episode four, they are probably in, like, the second week of the competition at this point. Like, the second shooting week Mm -hmm. of the competition. And I don't... I'm sure that's a very high-stress environment. Um, And she just seems like she's having... Yeah, one of the first things she points out is that she's balding as a result of her lupus. Yeah. Which is tough because balding can be caused by stress and, like, exacerbated by stress, especially when you have lupus. And then you get stressed about the fact that you're balding, and then you just keep balding more. It's like a cycle. Well, her not having explained this to production before the makeover episode, you know, <laughs> they couldn't have anticipated the bald spot that was about to occur. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> so. Exactly. It's sad. She kind of she kind of revealed this at the wrong time, or rather, we'll but, see. She doesn't even reveal it. She has someone um, do it without her consent. She's outed. She's I outed. Would, I would love to hear from her directly, almost about this, because I have a very tough time believing that she wouldn't have had to disclose that she had lupus before going on the show. I'm certain the producers knew. Yeah, they had to have known, but they still gave her weave. Well, you have to have like. I mean, you have to provide your medical history. I mean, that's why, like, Amber from Cycle 13 didn't make it past, like, judging once she made it on the show. She probably went through, like, a psychological examination and didn't clear. 
Yeah, I mean, that Is girl... she the one who left because of, like, Jesus or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus told her to leave? <laughs> Jesus didn't tell her to leave, but Jesus was the reason for... Her. I think the producers telling her to leave like that yeah. was another thing that I found odd about this cycle was that the first cycle obviously I listened to your podcast and the first cycle had a lot of religiousness to it religiosity yeah. I guess you would say and this cycle had very is a godless cycle. a godless there's no almost no talk of religion at all and then the three episodes that we watched and um there's no rivalry there of like who believes in god and who doesn't whereas that seems like that was a huge plot point in the first season so i wonder and i I remember it being a plot point in other seasons to come especially when it comes down to like nude shoots and stuff yeah um so i wonder if they just made the decision because last season was so um you know run by god (laughs) that that they needed to like back off on the god stuff for this season well I mean, now they're literally having the contestants like box each other instead of like, yeah, it's it, instead of like physical, like physical. Yeah. yeah. With with Martin Snow, the instructor, like that is what they're resorting to instead of invoking God to do it. Yeah. So yeah, like I I feel like they're always boxing nowadays, and no one was cheering on Camille when she was the last man standing with April. Um, April obviously won this and i say obviously because like i think that she has some of the most like the some of the most determination is that what is that what's that language i'm speaking gumption gumption yeah gumption (laughs) no like she is someone who like she has the eye of the tiger for it yeah i mean like coming from the cutthroat world of finance to the cutthroat world of modeling is not a transition i think that most if all people do and i don't even think she really ended up doing it um not to spoil too much but like she she like looks like she has gone through the ringer yeah at the end of this yeah i think it's kind of shitty that they make mercedes box with her lupus when she's (laughs) sick like we didn't i like a lot of them couldn't even hold their gloves up like, they, like, could barely even get a punch in because well, they... Those are heavy Yeah, gloves. gloves. I mean, gloves are heavy, but, like, they're no more than 10 pounds each. Yeah. You know, you should be able to hold a 10-pound weight in your hand. I guess they are so, like, emaciated that it must be pretty difficult. But... It must be. <laughs> um, I guess, so going on, they... This is the personal style episode, like, kind of... The overarching lesson is the contestants learn how to present themselves and distill their essence of self into a hoe-like outfit of a piece. So Tyra and Simon Simon Doonan or Dooney, some yeah Simon is like some like British man. Who is like the director of Barney's in New York? Who seems very like he's the window high. dresser for yeah. Barney's in New York. He's a very famous person. He, that doesn't like Barney's seem like pretty frou frou for this show in particular. Like, well, this cycle especially, I feel like I feel like none of these women have walked into a Barney's before. No, like they come, they're like from Kmart, you know. Well, Shan- I mean, Shandy's is dressing in Walgreens couture. <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely Kmart. Um, so Tyra comes in and, like, talks about how she's been on the best dress list on the worst dress list. The, the, and the look for the worst dress list is sick. 
I mean, the, it's the black bikini top. Um, Sick in a good way. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sick That's and twisted. That's something that, like, Kylie Jenner would wear today, and everyone would be like, yes. Yes. Yeah. It would get, like, two million likes on I mean, Instagram. I don't know. I mean, she wore to an award show. But I think it was, like, the VMAs or something, which everyone mm-hmm. knows you can dress tacky, too. Like, that's yeah. the whole point of the VMAs. You, yeah. yeah. Like, where else are you going to dress, like, in... I mean, it did look like a bikini top, but it was, like, very, like, fashion. It was, like, a fashion bikini top. Yeah. If that had, like, a sheer overlay or something, like, I think no one would be batting an eye. And the styling of it, too. Like, her hair and jewelry was very, like, Instagram, 2019 Instagram queen, which I thought was kind of funny that in 2004, that was, like, so gauche to be wearing. Right. I mean, mean, that wedding dress to the award show was nothing more than gauche, I guess. And I don't know if it was just the, like subtitles that we were fed or whatever but i swear simon said tyra looked like little bo poop (laughs) (laughs) um but no it is the overarching thing they're trying to communicate in this segment because they really like come down on april he's like you know showing skin is not a fashion point of view (laughs) which i'm sure nigel would disagree with that (laughs) but um Simon yeah, he's, is... he he just he makes her choose between like groovy or provocative <laughs> as her point of view. The two the genders. Two genders. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of the craziest ones though was Camille saying her sense of style is Jamaica. The colors, the of flag, the Jamaican, the Jamaican flag. flag. Um, <laughs> now to be fair, like those are pretty groovy, provocative colors. They are, however, she... that means nothing. That's just a color. That doesn't. That's like that's no. It, style. it did. Color. She said. She style. said it meant red was for bloodshed, yellow for the sunshine, green for the land, and three to get ready. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> she like, literally had a flag in her ass. Can we talk about? She had like a loincloth on backwards. Yeah, it was like a turtle tail, but it was the Jamaican flag, (laughs) which is like personal style. Like that is style. It's a style. It is a and like an H and M fake leather jacket, like the very PDC leather jacket. It yeah, I mean it was like club wear meets like Jamaica. The soccer team like warm up outfits, (laughs) like those like. (laughs) <laughs> track suit and short things i mean but like i don't think that that's like that much weirder than mercedes saying that she likes fresh flowers in her hair as like her personal style and he loved that he thought that that was like so brilliant and i was like people have been doing that since like greece like the ancient greece i pictured um olivia newton John. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't recall her wearing any fresh flowers she gets hair. that flower in her hair when she's billy holiday later in this episode yeah huh? that's true no not well, oh, Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, not, not Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Newton oh, no. Um, that would be bad. <laughs> that we'll get be... to that later. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get something bad. <laughs> something happens. not too far off from that. <laughs> um, Janosha's What the Duck shirt. <laughs> I like that. Um, Shandy says she loves vintage, and Simon is like, put on a wife beater. <laughs> like, to be sexy. No, Tyra said put on a wife oh, beater. Oh, Tyra said that? And I was like, that's, mm, I don't know about that. I don't think that's a great idea. I mean, we don't say wife beater anymore either. Like, that's, like, obviously 2004. I think that was, like, one of my biggest takeaways, too, was how outdated a lot of the language and politics of the show. Namely, um, the racism of the show is pretty egregious. Um, That's something, like, when John was on a few episodes ago, he had the same comments as, like, a 
more of a like a dabbler in the show like i mean a lot of this really hasn't aged well like you see a lot of like they talk about like how Camille looks like a drag queen a lot which is like a pretty transphobic comment like i think like katie gets the same comment when she dresses up as yeah marilyn Marilyn Monroe Monroe later in the episode yeah Um, if you i mean if you pay attention closely janice will make some kind of transphobic remark in three times yeah (laughs) she has like a quota she needs to fill there's a quota Katie has a pretty rough go of it this episode in general because in addition to be called a drag queen at the shoot, she, she gets called a hoe. <laughs> no, no, no. See, <laughs> Simon Dunant says, I would never say that someone was a hoe. I would say that's hoe style. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if I, I don't know if we need a roll tape on this. I'm pretty sure he did call her a hoe. What he definitely says is that she needs to go to the docks to learn what not to wear, which is a really crazy thing. For a window dresser to say. Yeah. To you. I mean, the docks, like, that is some, like, like 1950s, like, streetcar named Desire <laughs> shit right there. Like, but I would expect nothing less for, like, an older gay man's, like, understanding of sex work to be, like, a Tennessee Williams play. So. <laughs> but um, Katie has a full meltdown about this. She immediately starts crying. Yeah. The weeping is nearly instantaneous. I mean, we've seen, like, last episode when she is, like, <laughs> wiggling her little legs over that hole in the warehouse. Like, she, I mean, she will just cry at the drop of a hat. Which, like, I get that this competition is, like, emotionally taxing, but at the same time, like, if you're going to be a model, you have to be able to let people say mean things about you and not, like, immediately burst into tears. Like, can you imagine being at, like, a go-see or whatever they call it and, Mm -hmm. like, start crying the moment they, like, give you one criticism? Like, she's never going to make it as a model. If someone called me a hoe on national television... I must have done something right. I, like. <laughs> I want Betsy Johnson to call me a hoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, a truly, like, a reality TV show superstar. Like, between this and Project Runway. Just consistently, like... And, and here she comes, cartwheeling down the lane. It's Betsy Johnson, everybody. She has... With her guys love BJ yeah. shirt on. She has enormous drunk aunt energy, um, which I love. Um, she seems like she's on a cocktail of like a, drugs and booze. She's like a fun, like, like, f- like, I don't know if Four Loco was around in 2004, but Betsy Johnson has like very, like, very, Four Loco she dresses aunt. like the can. Like she looks like the Four Loco. She aunt. does. She, yes. And, um, her veins run just pure blue. Four Loco. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know how she achieves her hair. <laughs> it's the four loco. <laughs> you, you drink eight four locos and fall asleep, and then when you wake up, that's how you get the Betsy Johnson hair. It's like hair. electrified. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like um, you could not run your hand through it. Like if you tried to run your hand through it, your finger would like break off before like the hair. No, I think it. I think it looks like a kalimba, like a thumb piano. I think it would start making music <laughs> if you ran your fingers through it. I kind of love it. Like, I think, like, Allie, when we were watching this, thought it was a wig of some kind. It looks like a wig that was dragged out of the bottom of, like, a prop closet for, like, a community theater. Like, a middle school community theater. I think it's just, like, it's definitely natural. I think it's just, like, 
crusty. I don't want to be rude. But I really don't want to be rude because I love Betsy Johnson. No, but same. Like, I mean, it's like, There's... it is a, that's like years of something. Um, anyway, everybody touch, rent, yeah. everybody rent out her beach house in Mexico. That looks like a lot of fun that, so that she can buy better, better wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh you. Goodness. That was my plug for the episode. Thank you. She needs like to deep condition, run a comb through that bad boy. Cause it looks the same at the judging. It's like the, I, I, it's identical. Oh, it looked the same at the judging for the, like she's been on a few Project Runway episodes, but the one I'm remembering from like 2010, same hair, literally six years later, the same hair when she's like. Right, and like season eight, she like does like a party store craft, like unconventional material challenge. But yeah, it's it's truly, it's her signature hair and it's tough. But so the model's <laughs> challenge right now is to like continue furthering their signature style and like cultivate like a sexy, sassy walk that seems like the antithesis of what Miss J has been telling them <laughs> to do. So that's some mixed messaging right there. Mm. She tells Janasha that she needs to go back to model school for six months to learn how to walk in stuff or whatever it is. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> She's in high-heeled Tim's, Janasha is, which is so perfectly like Jenny, Janasha from Janasha the block. Janasha from the block. <laughs> like, absolutely loved it. Also, Janasha wears a hat constantly, which is funny and also kind of soothing to have that like constant throughout every episode like the challenge is that they have to wear another person's clothes like in the house she, she like immediately find... finds a hat like that's like that, the first like, thing who she targets a hat, to build an outfit around the hat like every day is the kentucky derby is exactly. really something else my hat today that i'm wearing for recording is um is an homage to janasha <laughs> lost too soon um, um so then my favorite part of the sequence is when um, Siomara puts on, it's like the converse and like tutu look. And then Betsy just goes, no, this isn't working, this glamorous thing. The hip hop style is you. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, it's, this is solely based off of racism. I have no idea what leads her to saying this i it's, have no idea it's really inexplicable i mean um, um shandy somehow mm-hmm. wins this personal style challenge even though betsy kind of comes down on her like you're not sexy don't try to be um but uh, i, I sort of get this. the sense that she only won because she's white Whoa. Speak on that. <laughs> Betsy Johnson proved herself to be fairly racist, and she, like, criticized Shandy pretty heavily after her turn on the runway, and then immediately turned around and crowned her the best after, like, one second of deliberation, where she just, like, ran her eyes over everyone in the crowd and, like, pointed to the only, like, Aryan person. <laughs> I think it, you know, could be that. <laughs> I think the other thing was Shandy went last, at least from like And the Betsy has like a two second memory like a she, goldfish. Oh yeah, you I don't think Betsy remembers any It's the cocktail. Yeah. It's the cocktail. So like the she like I mean Shandy is like obviously the prettiest, but like she walks like shit. She dresses like shit. She does have a great personality though. I think oh, she yeah. does have the best personality of anyone in the house. Shandy is an all star. A true all star. Yes. Um so when they all ran around to put on everybody else's clothes and Janasha found the, like, one hat in the house that wasn't hers, um, Camille had asked to use Xiomara's jewelry. And then 
in a matter of how long could that challenge have taken, breaks the earrings. Like the clasp or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're her Indian earrings. <laughs> what, which, what does that, what could that possibly mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it merits a um, night mimosa from Siomara. Oh, so, I think she yeah, has to so drink that, on that. So Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Curry comes back. Hooray. Always a pleasure. And she is somehow more like Chicago, more like sleepy, drawly than ever before. And she takes Shandy, um, Siomara, and Yoana out to dinner, I think. No, Yoana um, was the one doing the impressions, right? Or who was no, that was Kate, Katie. That was Katie, 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 Katie a gifted physical comedian, Katie. <laughs> um, no, but Siamara is drinking a mimosa at night and just like shitting on these girls that Adrian just does not care about or has met. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. Adrian didn't come off as very likable in this brief like two minute segment. She just was... talked about herself and then like was bored by everyone else. The whole and was smoking the a cigarette indoors. We love that though. It's 2004. You're Could still you allowed do to that do that. In yeah, it wasn't until like 2006 when they made the like ban on indoor smoking. Ooh, we. Applebee's still had a smoking section in 2004. Wow. You weren't working there in 2004, no. Not when I was no. 10 years not old. Not when you were 10, no, right? No. <laughs> um, not much longer after that was I working at Applebee's. So. The what is especially notable about this scene is the first appearance of Shandy's Shanthrax t-shirt. I want it so bad. Me too. You see it a so few more good. times throughout the season. They really didn't costume them well. They, they're they clearly wearing their own like carry-on bag size yeah. clothes. You know what I mean? Well, she has the two shirts. She has Shanthrax and then Evil Shandar. <laughs> <laughs> I want both. <laughs> I don't even know what Evil Shandar is a pun on. Like Shanthrax is obviously like a very ill-advised <laughs> pun to be making in the last we forget 2004 but um <laughs> and even more ill-advised to wear said t-shirt over a like ginormous purple button-down t-shirt um the, like it is walgreens couture and it is vogue it is now it is then walgreens couture um anyway adrian has revlon on the back burner <laughs> and we have we have to put her on the back burner. I'm um she's my favorite winner, but I'm frustrated with her right now and her Serena Diamonds. I think she said Serena. Serena. She's um, really thrilled to have been in a nude photo shoot with diamonds. Well, she loves being naked. I mean, who doesn't? Not Robin. <laughs> Robin or Shannon. Um, so for here nor there. So this is now they go to the photo shoot, which is a celebrity impression photo shoot. Um, Katie gets paired up with Marilyn Monroe. Makes sense. Mercedes goes to Billie Holiday, which feels like a really weird old reference for this show to make. Joanna's Audrey Hepburn. Okay, Siomara <sighs> as Grace Jones. <laughs> um, I love how they how they kind of announce it to her like Siamara, who else could you be but Grace Jones? As though it's so <laughs> inevitable that someone who is not even like the same race as Grace Jones would be playing Grace Jones. Uh, it, Anyone could have been better than a better choice. I really did not understand this one bit. Like facially not even like like there wasn't one Latina celebrity that they they literally give Janasha who I mean is Greek? Salma Hayek? Like, right. why 
why did Xiomara get Grace Jones? And they did. I almost said they dipped her. They like they <laughs> like a bomb. Like they, they, they kind of like dipped like her, like dipped her like a bomb girl. Like it's like really crazy. Like Patrick and the Fry Cook Games. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, uh, yes. <laughs> oh no! And then and then oh my gosh! And then um, Tyra pulls her aside and is like, "Listen, we gave oh. you Grace Jones because she's a fashion icon, and because I knew this would be a challenge for you." Meanwhile, it's like. Tyra, you're literally putting this woman in blackface, like... And then complaining, well, you know, light-skinned girls or exotic girls never want to be darker than they are, which... Well, okay, as three white people, that is a discourse that maybe we should not be, like... But uh, colorism is real, but also... Yes, colorism is absolutely real. Blackface is also, unfortunately... That's not the cure. (laughs) Blackface is not the cure for colorism. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Maybe that could be the title of episode. (laughs) Oh, man, man. Um, um, so who so else gets paired? We have we have April as Catherine Zeta Jones because Tyra thinks that she, that Catherine has a little something something in her, meaning a Welsh she, woman. A Welsh woman that has a little Asian in her is what she's implying. Yeah, I mean, like it's two thousand, and like they acknowledge later in the episode that like the first like the fir- first thought would have been because god forbid that top model wouldn't do the first thought idea um would have been lucy lou or kelly who um why wouldn't they have just done that like lucy lou is like iconic i don't know april doesn't look like her though like at like all lucy, no but she, she doesn't really look like Catherine zeta jones either i don't, I don't to know. be honest and forgive me for saying this but when I think of Catherine Zeta-Jones, I really just draw a blank. I, like, can only think of her as in Chicago, which, like, she doesn't even really look like herself in Chicago. No, that, I mean, that severe bob will change a face, facial structure for sure. What? That bob will change exactly. a facial structure. So yeah. it's, like, um, I can't even really, like, think of what she looks like outside of that movie. And therefore, like, I have a hard time even understanding what the point of this challenge was for April. Like, what was she supposed to even be emulating? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think Shandy looks like Nicole Kidman one bit either. And that no. just seems like a let's pick a blonde. A boring looking blonde. That's like so hard to pose as. I yeah. Mean, well, she just looks very severe. Yeah. yeah. And then Shandy's giant ears are a dead giveaway that she's not um, Nicole Kidman. Who doesn't even have ears? <laughs> Everyone um, knows they were removed. Camille as Diana Ross is better. And they also dress her like in a costume that. I, you can say this for the Grace Jones costume is also like well put together. It's like an actual like Grace yes. Jones look. Mm-hmm. The Diana Ross look also like passably a Diana Ross look. And the Sarah is Angelina Jolie as Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Sarah Bryn Racy Tabrizi. <laughs> um, and it's not like I mean Sarah doesn't look anything like Angelina Jolie. My but... favorite part of that was them magic markering the tattoo on her arm that like literally with a magic marker. Yeah, that said Sarah. That said Sarah with that like notebook doodle Superman S. Yeah. Like, that was the yeah. font that was on her arm. Like, <laughs> literally yes, and I was like cements oh, us in this time. That is I love not it. high fashion at all. And her only pose that could make her look like Angelina Jolie was like puffing out her lips as far as possible as though she's taking like a MySpace photo for four years later. We would be remiss if we didn't mention that Xiomara's body spray rubbed off on the wall. (laughs) I did not notice that. I think that's a, uh, that is all we need to say about this very misguided photo shoot. Um, so going straight to the judging panel, um, 
Tyra's changed her hair it, to like a, a red cornrow. Yes. And a dog collar. <laughs> Not in her hair, on her neck. It's a look. It's a statement. It brings us, it really harkens to 2004. Yeah. Um, and when they do a, a late, a long pan out later in the episode, she is wearing a pleated, unlined denim skirt um, that looks like paint chips, like all, like a fringe of paint chips paired with a, uh, a pointy red slingback pump and a, uh, a red leg warmer. Um, I thought they had just talked shit about I leg warmers know. like earlier in the episode and then she like rolls up in a leg warmer. Yeah. It, it's very, um, I don't really know. It's like line dancing, I guess. Like a very like hooch line dance. Um, <laughs> but, um, so. The, the test is, um, putting together accessories for a night on the town. Um, <laughs> we, we see the appearance of the senorita shawl. <laughs> My Spanish teacher. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite was that Mercedes, they originally were like, no, 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 no. So they made her like take everything off. And then she puts on a necklace sideways, like as though she's like had some sort of like brain trauma, but tried to put on a necklace. And like, it literally is like slung between her neck and shoulder on one side and then like across her arm on the other side as though it's like diagonal across her chest like you have to imagine that and then they were like brilliant it's that's the look yes like it's not meant the way or worn the way it's meant to be worn it reminds me of in spongebob when like the only way to scare off the sea rhinoceros is to wear a sombrero but upside down or in a kooky fashion (laughs) do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) like you can't wear it like normal it has to be worn in a kooky fashion like it's like she can the only way she can win this challenge as if she was wearing a necklace in a kooky fashion. Oh, yeah, yada. So, pictures. Um, we have, you know, of course, Shandy's Nicole Kidman was going to be called Stiff. But it's Nicole Kidman. It is Nicole Kidman. The stiff what? Woman stiff what? <laughs> um, no stiff bitch. Which one of the judges says that Catherine Zeta may have a little something, something in her? Tyra, <laughs> right? Tyra says yeah, that? Yeah, Tyra okay, says that. Okay, well, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> she's Welsh. She's Welsh, yeah. Um, but she... And Eric says that April looks like Latoya Jackson. <laughs> now, I have seen many a show with Latoya Jackson on it, and I can tell you that April looks nothing like Latoya Jackson. That's not to say that the photo is good, because it's, it's weird... It doesn't look like April either. Like, it's a weird, like, profile shot that's way blurrier than the other ones. Um, oh, boy. Camille. Um, <laughs> well, uh, first of all, with her her whole yeah. explanation, like, with the her getup for the night out being, like, having a circle motif to it, over-explained, like, the Jamaican thing. Like, it was like, this circle represents the bloodshed. I, <laughs> but... <laughs> and, the and, then, and then Eric saying, an empty barrel makes the most noise <laughs> in regards to Camille's dumb explanation. It is it is a real thinker, for sure. They're mean to her. Like, the they make that aforementioned drag queen comment to her about this picture, which is, like, A, transphobic. B, 
she's Diana Ross. Like, let her just, like, be, like, a diva. Like, there's yeah. no way to do Diana Ross subtly. Like, yeah. what, what are they expecting here? Um, Janice says that Katie looks like a beautiful guy as Marilyn Monroe. I think Katie looks, I mean, good. Like, the for this and the Joanna, um, Audrey pictures, like, the difficulty setting is pretty low to be, like, Marilyn Monroe or... Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, like, you really just have to look at the camera with, like, very wide eyes. Yeah. And, like, and then, Monroe be, like, as, like, you know, slutty as possible. Well, yeah. it's impossible for Katie to look curvaceous, as we learned in the challenge. Now, it, it's a miracle that she is as padded. Well, I mean, not, like, literally padded, but, like, as, like, v- voluptuous as she is in the final product of the shot. Yeah, like, she, like, didn't even know how to pop her butt out. Like, Tyra had to literally sit down next to her and show her how to pop her butt out for the picture. Yeah. Um, so... Siamara... Oh, Siamara looks cool. That's... With the... Yeah. When all is said and done. <laughs> I... Yeah. When all is said and done, it's my favorite picture. Um, no. Yeah, we can't... We can't condone... Blackface. <laughs> the blackface at play here. Or or Eric describing people of color as Nubian space goddesses. I had to like stare at like Nigel's chest hair to like get Re-center that. Recenter yourself. To like her. Um, <laughs> now I, there's no reason that Sumara couldn't have just worn that costume and given the same look without all that Blackface on. on. Does, there is, was no need for it and i really believe that Sumara could have served you that wide-legged stance had she not been dipped fudge dipped fudge dipped like no no reason whatsoever yeah that was bad and i think it might have even been better if she didn't feel so uncomfortable in the fact that she was in blackface yeah i i guess we didn't really talk about janasha like Janasha's Salma Hayek photo. It's nothing to write home about. She doesn't. She got a really hard brief, like looking like Salma Hayek, even as like a five seven woman, like pretending to be like a very curvaceous four eleven woman, is not something a model can really find the essence of, <laughs> if you will. Well, especially since Janasha just doesn't really seem to have that sort of like, I don't know flair to her to be able no. to do that she's just like got her hat she had to take her hat off for that one i <laughs> so my favorite was mercedes oh yeah i thought that she was the best in the challenge she like just is so cute i love i'm a, i'm a sucker for lupus honestly like <laughs> <laughs> we stand a lupus queen well, you, you like, thought she looked like um ty britney yes Murphy doing ty yes she looks like britney murphy doing ty which is not when she wears the fresh flowers in her hair, it very harkens to Ty. When, yeah. When, um, what's-his-face takes the picture of her and has it in his locker. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. the Breck and Meyer character, whose name I don't remember. Garfield's owner. Wait, no, he, okay, that's a really awful reference, but, you know, he, like, owned, he was, like, the male lead of Garfield. Like, really? the live-action Garfield, yeah. What's I could talk about Breck and Meyer. Steve? Yeah, it is it is Steve, isn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember. But anyway, not... Mercedes really reminds me of Ty and Clueless with like her kind of like naivete and like wide-eyedness and also yeah. just like her funny sense of humor. Um, 
So I think I'm partial to her. I thought that she was yeah. the best in the challenge. And it's fun to see her, like, rise above... Um, her lupus. Yeah. I agree. And she, I mean, like like we said, like, this is not a cycle that they do, like, the traditional top call-outs for, but Mercedes is called out first mm-hmm. in this challenge. Um, well, Sierra Mara second. Yeah, and she does such yeah. a good job. At lo- she looks like Billie Holiday. She looks great. It's a great picture. I yeah. don't know. I think that there's nothing else to say about it, you know? Um, and so we reach the end. We reach the end. And I just want to say that the music cue for the like final deliberation, bottom two, is the same music from the like Neopets Lost City Lanes bowling. I I urge you <laughs> to like log <laughs> the fuck back in and and like confirm this. I, I swear, I swear. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Janasha goes home. J- she Janasha takes her hat home. Just like toddles back to Washington. <laughs> she cannot hug everyone and keep her hat on at the same time. <laughs> she toddles back to the 206. Um, I love I love that she's packing up um, her logic puzzle book when she goes because, um, by the way, later she will appear as a contestant on Wheel of Fortune where she will win just under $50,000. That's pretty good. And it's all thanks to those logic puzzle books <laughs> in 2004. Um, and she actually like stays true to her word and goes back to slinging chicken wings at Hooters. Um her last words in the house are, this house is going to totally suck without me, which I respect. That is, like, yeah. your last leaving wishes. Kelly, Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson who? <laughs> yeah, Kelly, Kelly Clarkson <laughs> found dead in a ditch. Yeah. Um, so now, Janasha is still in Washington State, in Seattle, um, where she works as an esthetician and is known as the Vagine Queen of Seattle. What an icon. <laughs> I'm going to take the Pacific Starliner straight up to Seattle <laughs> and get my vagine waxed by the vagine queen of Seattle. <laughs> that is just a dream of mine that I just discovered today. A vagine dream. <laughs> my vagine. <laughs> I dream of vagini. Uh, and on that, we're going to go take a break to get our vagines waxed. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. have ingrowns from, from all that vagine waxing um so going on to the second episode which also if you are watching along with us on hulu this is season two episode five and we do encourage everyone to watch with us um episode five is the cultural sensitivities and nuance hour um, um. Like, more so than last episode, for sure. We, we open with April talking about how, um, <laughs> for, the, for like, the first time ever, like, it's, like, all of a sudden fashion subversive, and, like, it's actually rougher being an Asian woman than a black woman, um, as far as representation goes. 
in modeling. In modeling. In in fashion, right? They jump straight into the racism with this one, I feel. Yeah, I mean, between... I don't really... I mean, this is not a show that should be, like, diving into these delicate cultural issues um, with the uh, fervor and intensity that it does. Like, I kind of worry a little bit, like... So Sarah also talks about being half Persian um, and how her Muslim dad does not support her modeling career and that to him being a model is to be a whore. However, that's sort of disproven um, later on in the episode. This is the episode where her mom comes, correct? And her mom is basically like, no, it's fine if you're a model. No one cares. Your, your dad Which, doesn't like, really care. Really? <laughs> Blows kind of up her... Threw, it threw a wrench in her whole sob story of being disowned by her father if she becomes a model because she's kind of exposed for crafting that for dramatic purposes. Yeah. Which, honestly, like, respect. You gotta have a story on the show in order to be relevant, so... Her mom, yeah, totally blew up her steez. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, and then and then it's also a great point that April makes about like she's never engaged with her like Japanese half um, until modeling and until this competition really wanted her to represent and speak on behalf of like Asian experiences, and she's like, I am not the spokesperson for that at all. I like, I I I, I yeah, I'm not in touch with it at all. But this show really wants her to represent. Asian girls in a way that like yeah I mean she's just like not well she literally refers to her mom as the one responsible for me being Asian like that is the word wording that she uses so othering which is like scientific genetic yeah exactly indeed true but like that's the way that she's referring to it instead of being like oh I get my Asian culture anything from her mom she says my mom is responsible as though it's like a crime that she's committed and her mom must be held responsible for. Yeah, I mean, I usually don't agree with the critiques that the judges have for April that she's clinical or unlikable. Um, but that really leaned into that. Yeah, that's a little, like, you kind of see where she's coming from on that. I don't know. I just, like, I, I mean, far be it for me to critique how she talks about her own, like, heritage and identity. But that is, it is, like, weirdly disassociative. Yeah. In a way. <sighs> Um, so speaking of clinical, they, a personality coach named Stan comes, um, who looks like a hot driving instructor. <laughs> um, hot. he had a weird eye that only I could see apparently. <laughs> you you have a weird eye. For I have a, a keen eye. eye for a weird eye. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know where this notion that he's hot is coming from. Um, I would not have checked off hot on his like list of personalities <laughs> that he gives all the girls with like a bunch of different adjectives and then all the girls have to like check off the boxes for what they think of everybody else and of course Camille gets all the worst adjectives on the list and sits on but the side sucking her lips and rolling her eyes even that bad some of them were like headstrong self-absorbed defiant well self-absorbed well the most important and notable thing is that most of the girls had like three adjectives and camille had like 10 and they were all kind of like in the realm of like bossy and bitchy yeah a diverse portfolio (laughs) yeah really the rest of them had like nice (laughs) compassionate which like (laughs) i don't know I've said it once and I'll say it again. I'd rather be dead than uncontroversial. But I feel like Camille chooses 
like all of the wrong controversial things. Like she chooses yeah. the wrong hills to die on. I feel like at am, every point. I am on record on this podcast as saying that I find Camille's particular brand of villainy very unfun. Yeah, um, it just always feels like petty. Never She's like really... isolates herself rather than like caught. Like the most fun person who's like the villain of the house is when people are like extremely confrontational and will like fight and call out people. No. Like I think that, that those people are way more fun than like Camille being like just isolating herself and like quietly hating everyone. Like in the acting challenge when she's like completely incapable of like sorry for jumping ahead because I think that's the next episode, but she's like completely incapable of even like saying to Joanna who she hates like the most like the actual that she hates yeah. her. Yeah. Which like is so boring. Like if you're a villain on a reality show, you should really lean into it and be yeah. able to call everyone out. Um, using lean in feminist theory. Yeah, Cheryl Sandberg, like... Women fight each other. Yeah. Lean into fighting other women. Um, she does put on an amazing display of, like, sucking her lips and rolling her eyes. Like, it is very, like... And I'm about to, like, ASMR the shit. Like... <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So then... That's been the ASMR corner of this podcast. Um, so then later they continue, um, with Jay coming to, to dinner (laughs) where he eats his salad on the runway, bringing, um, bringing along intuitive advisor, Susanna. Um, what is an intuitive advisor? A psychic. A psychic, but I think she's meant to... Give advice? Give advice on their personalities or something. Like, so she's, yeah. she's kind of like that woman we saw in Real Houses of Potomac this week with the salt room. You know who I'm talking about? Who, like, Karen and Ashley went to... This is not a Real Housewives podcast, but, like, there's so many of those. Um, Ashley and Karen go to the salt room, and, like, that weird woman was, like... Karen's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and then the woman is like... Your dad's here. And Karen's like, oh! Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, I feel like that's, like, she's just, like, wellness. That's not, like... This, 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 what this is that? This Susanna's bullshit, too, and we know that because she just tells April she will be a top model. And, um... It's, spoiler it's, alert. Spoiler alert. It's now how many years later? Fifteen. Fifteen years later. And she's not a top model. She also very, very obviously consulted with the producers before giving these, like, psychic readings, which right. I'm doing air quotes for. Yeah. Because, like, she immediately, tar- like, narrows in on um, the lupus. And, yes, Mercedes is slightly balding, but we all know that that can ca- be caused by a multitude of health problems. Do we think that reality she- TV shows do genuinely talk to psychics before they go on? Yes. Really? I 100% believe that the psychics are nearly scripted. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why they have them on the show so much, because they're just a way to expose things that the people don't want to be exposed under the guise of being, like, magic. You know what I mean? That's I... why there is a psychic on, like, every season of TV. Yeah. I guess it's really, like, the tried-and-true way to get yeah. things out of people. You get things out of people, and yeah. the psychics aren't real psychics. They're being told what to say so that they, like, spark the huge fights that happen. Or 
in some cases when Erica Jane was like, yes, I'm a Spanish boy on a ship in the 1500s. That's like my... On a ship in the Have you not? Did you not see we, that episode? I don't remember that. Well, we just saw the episode this season where she says that she is um, Salvadoran. <laughs> like, like I did not realize that. Like, she's actually Latina. Erica Jane? Erica Jane is, no, she's is Salvadoran. <laughs> she's like a white girl from Atlanta. She's this not. could be many years Salvador and like many generations. Maybe past. that's like from her no, past, her, past, past, her, past, past. Her past dad life. was like from there and lived Whoa. there. I, think. I thought she didn't know her dad. I thought she I think that's what it is. That's what it is. Can be true. Both things can be true. The unknown Salvadoran. Yes. Um, the moment I'm particularly thinking of, not to bring it to Housewives again, is like Ramona being told in Morocco that her husband is cheating on her. Because it didn't seem like Ramona would know that. Does Andy Cohen know when a housewife's husband is cheating on them before the housewife does? I am under the impression he knows everything all the time. He knows my social security number. <laughs> but that's because I sent it to him. So, um, <laughs> and another bit of foreshadowing. Ioana's hair looks like helmet hair. Um, in in mere episode, she will be in a helmet. So... Um. And then more foreshadowing, I think, um, oh, no. is the psychic <laughs> asking, um, "Does your family hug you? Like you will be, <laughs> you uh, will be hugged. Shady. You will be hugged." And later on, her her boyfriend threatens to withhold hugs from her. I don't know if she submitted this to production, but that is her like currency for love. I guess <laughs> is giving and. And taking hugs. Her hug tank so is, is my not hug full. tank is not full. Um, and so the psychic pinpoints the use of hugging as endearment. Like I don't, I don't understand, but it is strange foreshadowing, and we will touch on this in the future. Um, so then Janice gets to interview the girls, which is a segment they do sometimes, and one I always enjoy. Um, she asked them some, like, pretty inappropriate questions, though. Well, I mean, whatever it was to get Siamara to say she had sex in a broom closet in high school and that Camille had sex on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> I think the question was, where's the weirdest place you had yeah. sex? But, like, that was question number one, that was, though. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Katie being, like, the wet blanket that she is as a virgin. It's like, okay, she has a boyfriend. I don't I don't know. It's just not like Katie just like starts to shut down this episode. Like the writing was on the wall. I feel. Yeah. And Um, then Camille, Camille says, you know, some people might call you Janice a bitch. (laughs) Like almost unprovoked. Unprovoked. She goes, Oh, is that what they're saying? (laughs) I'm a member of the PTA and take offense to that. She literally um, stated that she was a member of the PTA as though that is the antithesis of being a bitch. Like, you couldn't possibly... You couldn't, you're screened for being a bitch before you're allowed to enter the PTA. Yeah. Imagine what a world. So we get dark again with Shandy, um, who is arrested for robbery. It's unspoken that this is in relation to her former drug habit. It is spoken. It's not, not Oh, unspoken. is it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was, like, implicit. Well, she says that she used to, like, do drugs, but she doesn't name which drug. <laughs> and Rob. Drugs and now she works Rob. at a drugstore, so it's maybe circle. maybe they're supplying. Chewable vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Mercedes talks about her lupus publicly for the first time too, which is a very touching moment that Janice, to her credit, deals with. In an extremely respectful manner. No, I oh, completely oh, no, disagree. During the interview, during, the interview. during the interview, yes, but okay. then after the interview, quite au so, contraire. So, so au contraire, the winner <laughs> is Mercedes for her honesty and bravery. But then Janice goes, "She was so so honest with me. She told me she had lupus, and, <laughs> and the whole house is freaking out now. They're like, wow, they're I had no idea. Oh, they're gonna catch this. Amazing. Um, and Mercedes is just kind of like, okay. <laughs> Well, so thank God Mercedes has lupus because it won her a shopping trip to Intermix. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! It's 2003, 2004, and we're in Intermix. Um, oh my so then God. in another piece of fun 2004 exotica, they have a shoot for quench water. I don't know what quench water is. It like, certainly doesn't exist anymore. It has gone the way of Rolitos. Like, <laughs> um, and this is, is this the first appearance of Nole Marin? Yeah, it is. I I think so, yeah. Had yeah, we yeah. really not seen that awful toad of a man? He really now? is one of the most mean-spirited and ugly people who criticizes beautiful people so harshly. I, I hands down, my least favorite judge who's ever been on this show. And, like, at both in a guest judge, and he's a regular judge for Cyclist 3 and 4, and I'm going to try my hardest to not make our upcoming pod episodes all, like, shitting on Nolay Marin but and like his dog. Oh that Who dog. is dead now. We should have confirmed sure. that, but I'm I'm sure it's dead. One of the two worst televised dogs we've ever seen along with Kings Kingsley from a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> um so the photo shoot challenge this week taking a page from Zoolander <laughs> is the girls have to get in an underwater tank that has a like fish and a turtle in it. And I, I couldn't help but notice that they, the tank is almost certainly not chlorinated and they do not change the water in between and the women go in with their shoes on, meaning that like the first girl that goes in gets into a clean tank, but the last girl that goes in is like in a tank full of other people's germs, like eye juice, because they have to open their eyes underwater. Turtle juice. Turtle juice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I was working in Serbia, the one of our um, the girls in my program, her host family had a turtle, and they fed it hot dogs. They would just like slice up hot dogs and put it in the turtle. Turtles thing. are not carnivores. Hot dogs no. are chivapi. <laughs> it smelled so bad. It was. I wish it were chivapi. It was like gross pork, like like ballpark franks, like in Serbia, and the. They, at the end of the summer, they didn't like the turtle. <laughs> they gave it to the zoo. <laughs> it was just the, a like, box turtle. The first ever carnivorous turtle. <laughs> yeah, this is not like a snapping turtle. This isn't a terrapin. This is like like a cute little like skipperdy turtle. <laughs> and like it ate meat. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So awful. <laughs> that, he smelled so bad. I've never smelled a stinkier turtle. <laughs> His pussy smells like yeah. a turtle tank. My favorite ever Cardi B insult in one of her verses is saying, like, don't be mad at me when your pussy smells like turtle tank, which is like the funniest insult you could possibly say to another woman. Like, turtle tank is such a specific smell that is so bad that, like, the, the only other thing I could think of is, like, 
the line in that like who whatever rapper it is that says like stank pussy smell like cool ranch doritos <laughs> like cool ranch doritos doesn't quite have the viscerality of a of a turtle tank. <laughs> That's so visceral. I'm, like a, I'm crying. <laughs> Drew is literally crying right now. <laughs> like a turtle tank is probably one of the worst smells you could describe a human body as smelling like. <laughs> and then add wet hot dog to it. <laughs> <laughs> Serbian wet hot dog tur- pussy tank. Like no wonder he went to the zoo afterwards. Oh. Oh, I feel bad for those kids in Belgrade who are like, we're going to go see this like little turtle, this smelly little Yeah, well, I want to visit the zoo. The world's stinkiest turtle. Um, <laughs> so, at, also also at this zoo, Pufferfish Katie, um, April the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is so wrong, and then Siomara the Walrus wearing chiffon. <laughs> Which sounds like a line from, um, uh, what's it? I, I am the wall. No, I am oh, the walrus. Cuckoo, cachoo. Octopus garden. I'm actually brain dead. Um, um, Drew stands Ringo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the truth I is out. The, the Ringo residency. I'm a Ringo truther. Uh, <laughs> um, so, and then who no, didn't know they say, um, she gives you water couture. <laughs> Absolutely. It's one of the most meaningless things that they've ever said on this show. Like, it's just like a collection of words in search of a deeper meaning. <laughs> um, so after the photo shoot, they all struggle. Um, after the photo shoot, that's when Sarah and Mercedes' exotic white moms come. Um, and the whole house is like, oh, like, we did not think that your moms were white. <laughs> like, t- not to, like, put a too fine of a point on it. And then Tyra's mom comes in for the first time. And Tyra's mom, to me, is one of the thirstier characters on this show. We will have an expose on her when she becomes, like, a steady character on yeah. the show. She doesn't She doesn't do too much now beside, like, usher in the, like, T-Zone Tyra's yeah. summer camp montage Let's uh, let's roll tape and pause if we can see if we can spot Celicia Stowers in there from Cycle oh. Nine. <laughs> I yeah, I mean she definitely like Tyra has a smack of stage mom to her, but that's kind of the only thing we see mm-hmm. thus far. Um, she loves talking about the the airport, like shuttling Tyra off to Paris or whatever. Like and she kept saying that like Tyra needed to be alone on the plane or like Yeah that's such a weird story. She was basically saying how like dangerous it is to be a model because you put yourself in all these dangerous situations including being alone on an airplane full yeah, like, of people. There's not much you can do on a plane. Well to get ask Donald in Trump. Trouble. Didn't Donald Trump sexually assault someone on a plane? That was the Bergdorf Goodman. No, no, no. This was a different. Well, that was different. Th- this oh, was a different. Oh, one of the assault. sixteen others. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. Oh boy. <laughs> I um, forgot. Forgive me. Um, so that panel. Um, Shandy's champagne Shandy. shirt again. <laughs> again. Um, I She's guess the outfit. Lizzie McGuire is an outfit repeater. <laughs> no, but when you have a shirt that good, like I would, I, I would wear a champagne shirt every day. Um, so, I mean, surprisingly, after this episode where we, where we were just pounded with cultural 
insensitivity. Like uh, th- that that Sarah's not wearing some kind of Persian garment, and April did show up in like a rice patty hat is just a miracle at this point because they keep on trying to put her in this Asian box that she does not want to be in. Want to be in a bento box, if you will. Lovely. Um, Sarah, they say, looks like an East German swimmer, which is one of the more inexplicable comments on this show. Um, Why did I have to be East German? I guess that's what I'm most... um, Let's consult the West Germans. (laughs) Like, because East Germany's sad? Like, I don't... I didn't understand, like, the the sociopolitical... It's a tougher tougher woman woman than a West German woman, for sure. But this is, like, still 15 years after the wall came down, right? Like... Only 15? That was 90... 80, that was no, 89. Oh, 89. Yeah, so yeah, it's exactly 15, 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that those really puts things con- into perspective. Like, wow, like, born. All of those girls were born during the USSR days. That's insane. That's they all had to buy of... new globes in their <laughs> Yeah, they had to. I remember. Your, your grandma had her lights turned off to buy you a new globe. <laughs> <laughs> done, done. Absolutely done here. I think all these photos are pretty bad for the most part. April's is exceptional, though. Amazing. April takes to the water like a fish. Like, she's so good at posing. The and she, only... they were like, you don't have to stay underwater for so long. And she's like, no, it's I'll fine. It. Because April is a tough mother. <laughs> yeah. And um, then the only other photo worth talking about, I think, is Xiomara's. Which, oof. oof. Is that eyes, the one where her eyes are like half open, half closed? Eyes closed, chiffon, walrus. Or that was bad. Out. Her mouth was like slightly agape. Yeah, she Which has a really heavy bottom jaw. This yeah. this tank is not cleaned or chlorinated between. So her mouth being open underwater means that the next girl who went in after her had her mouth germs all up in her grill. That is such the least of my worries. There is definitely like like angelfish come in there. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> That is the least of my worries. Anyway, we- speaking speaking of reproduction, um, I think it's worth noting Joanna. Um, Janice is oh, really quick to say yeah. this is the worst photo I've ever seen in my life. Which she's already said a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. come on. And we'll probably say it again. She'll say it again. I don't think it's that bad of a photo. Um, Eric says it looks like an adult ultrasound. <laughs> okay, that's good. That is true. <laughs> Which is absolutely true. Fair. I mean, she's now gone from adult kindergartner to adult... Like infant, it fetus. is it it's regression. Is, or, I mean, it's fetus. It's very, regression. it's very amniotic. Like, like, um, why did Eric get fired for Nole? I'm sorry, that's so awful. Like, I think, like, I agree that reasonable people have no place on reality TV. But like, Eric is really funny. He and, comes like, up with often... very funny things to say, and I feel like even though he's like nicer than the rest, he still has funny little quips like and that. And he has good critiques too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. He's not wrong that, like, a model should not be in the fetal position in a shot unless the brief is ultrasound couture or whatever. <laughs> like, that's not, like... Only slightly more specific than water couture. <laughs> Only slightly. <laughs> um, um, Katie's photos just cross-eyed. Yeah. Um, Cam- Camille... The ground control to Camille, <laughs> who Eric says that, I think. I love that. Yeah. She's getting, like, a really hard narrative, like, edit um, that, like, definitely, like, explodes next episode, I think. But, like, I don't think the photo's that bad, but they just can't, like, stop shitting on her personality, which, like, fair. 
Um, you Mer- want, uh, Mercedes has a really blah photo, but Nola still calls her a visual orgasm. That seemed unwarranted. I think you should have saved visual orgasm for another picture. Yeah, and, I, and I'm absolutely. the biggest Mercedes fan of all of us, so I'll be the first to say if it. Was it was not about, a visual you know, orgasm. If uh, he was talking about the fish cum, then like maybe. Maybe. But, um, a visual orgasm. I love, I love... I love the image of um, Mercedes's drag queen dad <laughs> when she's doing the um, the makeup pitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was clever. And Siamara deservedly goes home because this photo. I mean, it really just is like someone dropped a potato in uh, water. Like it's really, it's really, really tough. Her final statement is, besides being born, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me, which is another really funny thing to say. As a 25-year-old. that I mean, this show was her quarter-life crisis, yeah. and I'm so glad we got to see it. Her, and her final, final statement was the rat tail hanging out of the platypus tail. <laughs> that was her hair. Oh my god, I forgot she had her hair in that horrible hairnet, as though she's like serving up sloppy joes at the local cafeteria. Yeah. With um, one rat tail sticking out. Um, so nowadays, Siomara is married to Dr. Shane Kubert. Wait, should we say his la- is his full name? That might- No, that's not doxing, I guess. I don't know. He's a plastic surgeon in the New you York, New Google Jersey him, metro You can Google him, so I area. feel like we're not doxing him. Yeah. Um, Far be it from us to dox a top model contestant's husband. <laughs> um, but she is a uh, RN and also an actress in several horror films, including one that uh, engineer Hank over here has seen. <laughs> Yes. Um, oh, uh, Terrifier? Yeah, you want to come on mic and give a quick review really quickly? Oh, um, it'll be a very quick review. Uh, hi. Good to be on the show. Um, Terrifier, I think it's on Netflix. I think it went straight to there, and it's about Creepy Clown Guy. But Creepy Clown Guy takes, like, selfies with his victims, and it's not rated, and it's disgusting, and it's very gory. And uh, you can learn more about shows like this on my podcast, Tales from the What If. Ooh. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. Um, <laughs> and she plays a uh, she plays like a nurse in it, or like an EMT. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that makes sense for her. She is an <laughs> she, true life. Maybe she was the nurse on set, and they just called her on. Do you think she's in SAG? I bet she is in SAG. Well, I think reality TV is. contestants actually have to I, be in SAG. I agree. I think so. So how, to, how do you get in SAG in order to be on reality TV then? I think it's an ex post facto. Oh, gotcha. Can you tell I'm studying for my LSAT? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, I'm, I, ex post facto, I'm, I'm remembering when Eric said that Siomara had too many teeth in her mouth and I agree. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Um, so going on to the next episodes, uh, season two, episode six, cycle two, episode six. I'm sorry, Tyra, smite me. Um, (laughs) we start with Katie having a meltdown again. Um, hopefully her final one here. Yeah. And Camille putting ketchup on her pickles. No doubt that's what makes her lift lips um puff up this episode either yeah, that she, or she has an allergic reaction to the disgusting ketchup pickle combo or either that or like all the lip sucking she's been doing during the like personality sucking pouting and puffing um <laughs> like... the real first thing that happens in this episode though is that they're all out to dinner and they're all comparing their like stomachs as though they have like these big bellies that they're like comparing oh, who yeah. has the biggest belly which is like so bad just 
these like 115 pound women like less than that even it's it's horrible it's hard to watch the dysmorphia like didn't just jump out it like (laughs) ran off the screen and like beat us with a wiffle ball bat yeah Um, it's tough yeah that was hard to watch Um, so the they do a photo weirdly the photo shoot is at the top of this episode yeah and it's just a standard black and white beauty shot where the photographer's clucking at them to get them to lighten up. Like and Mercedes couldn't smile. stop laughing, right? Wasn't she the one who couldn't stop laughing? Yeah. Well, that was funny. So, but this entire time, Camille is like wanting to sit this out because her lips have puffed up to a degree to which to ask her a soft smile of her is not possible. And also, her lips don't look that swollen in the episode, so it seems like a bit of a psychosomatic... Yeah. Maybe she just got hives. Like, lip hives. Like, beautiful lip hives. All she needed to do was pop a Benadryl for that. That's really not a medical emergency like she was treating it. But then she would have been even sleepier than she already is, which is like... Maybe it would have made her more emotional for the next challenge. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's a good point. So... We also do see the first appearance of Kyle Hagler, who is was at the time Tires Management at IMG Models, who also worked with Heidi Klum. Um, he's to get them onto figure. reality. Yeah, he he's pretty innovative in that like he got these models like actual TV work, which is pretty cool, and then worked with like kind of the second gen of supermodels like Hilary Rhoda um, and Leah Cabede. And then now he is the president of Next Model Management, which is one of the bigger model management companies. But anyway, he's a judge here. And they also introduced Tasha Smith Arquise, um, who is an acting coach for ANTM. But now she's a series regular on Empire, where she plays one of like the record execs of um, Gabourey Sidibe. My biggest takeaway from her is how weirdly she sits on that stool. Yeah. She holds her arms in such a way that makes her look like she's doing kind of like taco back, but also like... What's taco back? Taco back is... I thought this was from America's Next Top Model. It's when you like do oh. this. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the horrible, horrible... I hate I when people rest on that. I always do that to make fun of Jane Krakowski. Because <laughs> like, she always does that on the red carpet. It's, um, it's when you yeah. look like... Um, yeah, you just invert your yeah. arms and... Oh, what is that supposed and to be? An archer back forward. It makes you look it, horrible no matter what. It turns you into a dodecahedron. But, <laughs> but very, very, very thin people. Only very thin people can like really do this and not look like you're taking a shit. So it's like kind of a flex. I feel like that models do sometimes in photo shoots. Like stand like this. You know, it's yeah. like, it looks like the guys from the Massive Attack music. That's video. exactly yeah. what I was gonna yeah. say, but I didn't know if that was too deep of a cut of a Nikki cut. <laughs> but they look they're, like they're, they're, their arms. Guys are in the monster video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the girls and gays who listen to this podcast, because we know, <laughs> hello, it is only you. Um, <laughs> you definitely know what Massive Attack reference. Um, boy, so, these girls can. It's not just Katie who can cry on cue. Like all these girls are like absolutely wailing april starts viciously she hands everyone a blank sheet of paper and asks them to imagine that it is a dear john letter from someone that means something to them and april immediately starts bawling and tearing up this blank sheet of paper as if her life depended on it and that's the moment when you're like wow this bitch is gonna absolutely destroy this acting challenge she is really she's channeled something that's for sure and she does i mean she like absolutely killed it 
This Though, is... I honestly, all these girls except Katie and Camille, I thought acquitted themselves pretty well. Shandy Snot Rocket really um, oh, took the crown, I think. That was that was hard to watch. I had to like cover my eyes a little bit. I have a, a pretty severe aversion to boogers in any I, sense. I think we, your germophobia has like jumped out a little bit <laughs> this, this podcast. A little bit, but specifically like any sort of sniffle, nose sound, snorting, and especially like any sort of visual booger is just the most disturbing thing to me. Like when I was in preschool, I used to get, have to get picked up all the time. Because when a little kid would have a runny nose, I would just vomit immediately. Wow. They'd have to call my mom and be like, she did it again. Oh, no. (laughs) So when I was in, like, daycare, I used to always get put in groups of, like, older kids because they didn't have as runny nose. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, that's more less about me. But Shandy's snot rocket really took me back to that place Mm. of puking at preschool. I needed my mom to come pick me up. After this episode. They should have a trigger warning. I mean, I mean... It's such trauma that, I mean, they're yelling at each other. They're placed opposite each other. They have to yell at each other to get it all out. And then, um, yeah, that's when Camille and Joanna sit down. And Camille just is incapable, incapable yeah. of even... I, it, it's remarkable. She did show up late. Um, but so that, she, I don't think but that's an excuse. She, so Not she didn't all. get into the, like, crying like everyone did. But Tasha just goes, God bless you and your career, but you're, you're just boring. <laughs> a drag like an absolute drag um what else oh yeah no and the girls have to make out too which is like a little like no, they don't make out of... what they don't make out with each other oh no yeah no <laughs> no, no 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 they have to make they bring out with in mark, mark collier who's hot i was trying to think of some figurative language there he's a hot he's a hot man <laughs> like, he's like a soap opera actor yeah. he's beautiful but vapid yeah, a beautiful, vapid soap opera actor. What more was there to say about that? Nothing. They are, all these girls are like ready for a man's kiss. Yoana even ass. says, like, I've had too much estrogen. Like, I was really looking forward to this kiss. And then she does the oddest little shoulder shake I've ever seen. Like, I think it was supposed to be like a coquette moment like a coquette skirt moment and it's <laughs> coquette junior coquette, coquette junior and it comes off as like such an affect like i don't i don't know I, i'm not i don't like doing it anyway but um so yeah camille just does not kiss the man which i think is very funny she hugs him at the end after just not saying any of the right lines she took a lot of liberties with the script yeah not one not for two but for six months (laughs) i love it and i love that shandy is just looking for dick she's looking she is she in aisle six in aisle six (laughs) there he go he mark collier describes an openness to her while she is grabbing at his elbow like the top shelf of the of the, the Walgreens at the Dick Isle, like I mean, oh. wow, she is looking to cheat. <laughs> My um, boyfriend uses this specific line from an Elton John song. I forget which one, but it's sniffing for tip, and she's definitely oh. sniffing for tip in this episode. Well, Elton was wild back then. Um, so Joanna climbs him like a Jacksonville palmetto. <laughs> <laughs> So April and Katie win a shopping trip to like a diamond retailer. 
and get like teardrop diamonds. I, I don't think diamonds should be put in air quotes there. I don't really think any of those were real diamonds. Maybe it was like a costume jewelry. Yeah, I don't think like the show. They didn't really show the jewelry that they got, which leads me to believe that the show didn't have a, a big enough budget to actually get them any substantial. <laughs> I think I saw like a lapis lazuli necklace and like a like a very shiny band. Like I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't anything that like. Like, Zales isn't, like, threatened by, no. by any, anything that went on today. Um, um, by the way, from this segment, my one my one last thought is Mark Collier coming down on Camille and saying that, like, David Mamet would never take this shit as if she would ever, like, work with David Mamet. <laughs> like, I want Camille McDonald in a production of, like, Speed the Plow so badly. <laughs> it would be, like, the slowest plow speed. Um, <laughs> There's not a plow in Speed the Plow. I'm so, oh, my God. That was so bad. I'm sorry. Camille? Oh well, Camille says something so outrageous. I think it was right here when she says, like, the acting lady with the weird arms says, like, that she has no talent or whatever. And Camille says... She just has to respect that different people are different. <laughs> Which is like, that's like Kylie's, like, this is the year of me discovering stuff. Realizing or, stuff. Realizing things. Like, different people, she just has to realize that different people are different. I should have said that in college when I got, like, a B minus on something. I've been like, she should have realized that different people are different in regards to my poor grades. Like, exactly. Ugh. Um, speaking of poor grades, the Sprolitos commercial is iconically awful. <laughs> Maybe the worst film segment they've ever done. And they do a lot of commercials on this show. It looks higher budget when it's in the show than it is when it's cut together as the commercial. Yeah. Like, the commercial makes it look even lower budget than it actually is. And they make absolutely no effort to hide the, the strings and ropes holding them up to the ceiling yeah. in such a way that makes it look so unbelievably cheap. It's... Truly out of this world. It was a pretty low energy shoot in general. Like, even like Mr. J's like sparkly leather matrix duster, like, couldn't really like <laughs> revive. Yeah. Well, I it's mean, all matrixy styled and what they're like, like. They're they're like agent. They have. They're like chip agents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even like Katie is so like sullen and awful and like tired of this shit at this point that she can't even get worked up about like being dangled in yeah. the air this time. Like she can't even just She's, like, They did the this... black and white flashback to her being dangling and crying before, teeing it up for her to have a whole mental breakdown and she and doesn't even freak out. She just like She's so over it this point. Yeah. A couple times. And then Camille turns into a fish and chip agent. <laughs> like she <laughs> she starts puts on this British accent going full Blank there. And and Mercedes thinks she's trying to pull off Cuban, but I don't know what it is. David Mamet fucked up with this one. I don't know what he did to her. Will you please do the Jamaican thing again? Blank there. This is, of course, Jesse from Little Mix... Tasked with putting on a Jamaican accent and just uttering Belinda. So awful. Um, I have a question. Like we have in our notes, um, 
is a sentence that simply just reads Ioana going coffer <laughs> like what is that what is that I don't what we don't take this? good notes I don't know what that says <laughs> okay. I'm choosing to skip it yeah I just can't I cannot fathom what that could have meant when we typed this um <laughs> so we go immediately to judging panel um for an episode this like jam-packed not a lot happens actually like this is a weird judging panel um and that they don't really talk about the commercial all that much even though we spend a lot of time on it and like the photos are just like standard beauty shots so it's a little like you know they definitely like that Rolito's budget was really what took up the episode yeah yeah um I noted that um in the judging there are little challenges to say the same sentence twice once to make the judges like feel seduced and once to make them laugh and um, Joanna is, like, so incapable of making them laugh that the only thing she can do is flash them her butt. She, like, moons the judges, and then that instantly makes them crack up, which just goes to show you the, like, level of brow of comedy that this show expects from its contestants. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, and that is, like, her ass's vulnerability, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I think April does pretty well. She's funny. Um, I think Sarah is funny, too. Like, Sarah goes, like, really, like, Maxim sexy, like, Glenview Katie sexy, and then, like, very, um, she, like, she, like, uh, wow, wait, that's not good to do on mic. Like, she, like, Mm -hmm. bangs on the table to, like, get the judges to laugh. Like, doesn't take much, I guess, but... (laughs) I mean, there's not much to talk about with the photos, though. Like, you, I mean, they all look pretty good for the most part. I mean, it's tough to fuck up a beauty shot. I also just thought that April was by far, in a way, the best in the, this whole episode. Like, her, be- her beauty shot was beautiful. She was amazing in the acting challenge. She was amazing in the Rolitos commercial. <laughs> yeah, she, absolutely. like, really carried the Rolitos commercial. Like, she just, like, really... If I had to choose a winner of this cycle just purely based on this episode, like, April would be, like, the no-brainer. Yeah, right. She really just absolutely owned this episode, which I thought was cool. Because yeah. I like April. I think I like her a I lot. like April, too. Um, I know I'm not usually a big Joanna fan, um, but I thought her beauty shot this episode was the best for me. She also has um, big theater kid energy we discussed. And yes. um, I think that that really played well in this episode because this, this kind of asked for a theater Yeah, kid I mean, like, it's background. finally the time where she gets to, like, act. <laughs> That's true. Even I don't, if it's a chip Well, commercial. the judges didn't agree, obviously, because this is when it comes to mind when they're talking about, like, you know when you have a house? <laughs> because the judges are now <laughs> want to make house puns like we are because you want to ha- you want his last name is house like you know when you have a house and the kitchen sucks so in the yoana house the kitchen sucks that's what they think of her um evil shandai <laughs> janice <laughs> janice just insisting upon calling her shandai <laughs> Is so funny. Janice I love Janice. She loves Shandy though. She loves yeah. Sh- Shandai. Shandai. Um, <laughs> Shandar. Um, Shandai. I think Shandy's photo is like fine. Um, Nick, who is your favorite photo this week? Um, I mean, I, I think April's is the best. I didn't think Katie's was that bad at all. Um, I think it. I think it worked, although it was very juvenile. Um, yeah, it looked like it looked like. Remember how we talked about um, 
women playing Peter Pan. Yeah. Like, I feel like Katie's a good... Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan, yeah. She has that, like, doe-eyed kind of look. Yeah. It's very... I think, like, she would have... Except, no, she wouldn't be able to play Peter Pan because she can't do the, like, high-flying stunt work or whatever. Oh, no. No, yeah, that's what, true. It's not, she's like a land-bound. Yeah, a land-bound land. Peter Pan. Land Peter Pan. Oh my god, the There's no hope. production. There's no hope for her and that's maybe um, why she gets sent home. <laughs> it's, I, it does kind of suck that like she gets sent home on a photo in which she does pretty well. Um, she should have been sent home weeks ago though. Yeah. Like, in her attitude was just so bad that like, I mean, she made Camille look sunny. And that's, I mean, as discussed, tough to do. Like, I think it was just time. Like, this girl did not want to be here. But she goes out, um, her, like, packing montage, like, she's cursing a lot. Yeah, usually the girls are like, this was the best, like, yeah, like, Shimara or whatever her name is, was like, this is the second best thing that's ever happened to me besides being born. And Katie's like, can't believe I cut off my fucking hair for this. Like, that's like her key takeaway is that she lost all of her beautiful blonde hair for this show that she only came in like, what, like eighth place. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. I would be devastated too if I, someone cut off all of my hair. And she like dropped out of high school to move to LA and stuff too. Like she, she really uh, put all of her eggs in one basket to do this modeling thing and you know she modeled a little bit um she's kept an extremely low profile since the show ended um modeled in a bunch of like smaller fashion shows from like 04 to 08 um has been in some small magazines like fugue edge and the October 2011 issue of American Vogue, maybe in like a Lunesta ad. <laughs> um, That's so mean, but so back true. Back of the book. Back, back of, the, of book. the book. Back um, of the book. Back of the I book. Think, I think probably her biggest contribution was <laughs> the snail trail of tears that is probably behind the scenes. The girls are walking to the house and slipping and sliding all over. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle that Sarah Racy Tabrizi didn't have like a broken wrist after <laughs> Like, whoa! <laughs> um, and I guess that's that on this episode of Smize Queens. Allie, where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at I like Bass, that's B-A-S-S 15. Um, and on Instagram at Allie Miller, but I spell my name A-L-Y-E. So okay. that's key to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I encourage you to follow me if you like payphones. You should follow at payphones of the world on Instagram. And Dump Him is still waiting on getting some um, socials. But DM me on Instagram if you want to be on my podcast. And and um, your main Instagram has um, a collection, a submission form for vanity plates. Oh, yes. I also am very interested in vanity plates. So if you see any compelling vanity plates, send them my way and I'll post them on my, my Instagram story. You should watch my highlights. They have like hundreds of vanity plates in them. Awesome. And Nick, where can we find you? <laughs> I am at um, Nick2Bomb on Instagram, T-O-O, Nick2Bomb. Um, on Twitter, don't don't bother finding me. <laughs> <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Instagram at Drew Haskins. That's Haskins with Zs instead of Ss. And on Twitter at FKA Pigs. 
uh, with a Z instead of an S. And also, like, as I said earlier, follow Smize Queens on Instagram and Twitter at Smize Queens. Um, we're going to post some fun content for you guys. Um, and feel free to email us at smizequeens at gmail.com if you have some fun tea, some memes, um, any stories that you want to, like, us to like either know anonymously and not share on the pod or like if you have something you want to be shared or um, any great recipes like oh. like janice's um like ketchup, <laughs> ketchup and soap lettuce yeah we would love to hear any of that so until next time i'm drew i'm nick and i'm Allie. happy modeling I'm a model bitch when I pump the cat's walk. They wanna follow bitch. My load too heavy to ever swallow bitch.